Hello and welcome to that Mind Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, James Tunstall, joined once again by my co-host, Kevin. Hey, you there. And today we've got a very special guest. UK fans can see him every Wednesday on Impact Wrestling at 9pm on the Fight Network on Sky Channel 192. And at July 18th at Slammiversary, he's going to be aiming to make history by becoming the youngest world champion in the modern era of professional wrestling. He is the one true ace, Ace. Austin, how you doing, man? <laughs> I am fantastic. Things are great for the one true ace right now, and they're going to get better at Slammiversary. Nah, that's what we're looking forward to. Nice. <laughs> Cool. And uh, you just uh, doubled your chances for, of uh, becoming the next world champion with uh, recruiting uh, Madman Fulton. How did that come about? Well, if you remember Fulton's previous, uh, you know, group, you, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's really easy to say that uh, Madman Fulton has not quite reached his full potential. He was always stuck. In a, in a position of being controlled, okay? And control has always been the issue with Madman Fulton reaching his full potential. Now, me and Madman Fulton have what I like to call a mutually beneficial partnership going on right now, okay? Me and Madman Fulton is what I like to call the inevitable, okay? I've been saying it a lot on my social media lately. I've been using, I've been using the hashtag inevitable because I believe that my rise to success and the, what the future holds for me is just that. It's inevitable. Because I make my own luck. Okay? I, I've always had an ace up my sleeve and Fulton Fulton is just that. Cool. And um I was just looking into it. I think you and Fulton are working on a um Rise of the Hood. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah, we're both we're both casted on that project coming up. Uh we actually uh COVID, you know, kind of Put a put a put a halt on any uh, any filming or production for that. Mm -hmm. So we've just yeah. kind of been waiting, and uh, now that things are getting lifted, we finally uh, you know got some dates to start doing some uh, some filming, and uh, we're very excited to uh, to get in on that. Water, and uh, I think we was on about before, but Kevin uh, remembered meeting you at uh, Hot Topic many years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm the hot topic guy. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, you remember that. Yeah, hey, that, hey, that, that's before I became a wrestler. That's how everybody knew me. I was the hot topic guy because I, I got a job at Hot Topic when I was 14 years old. Okay, that was my first taste of like you know a real responsibility of my own, mm -hmm. and uh, and it gave me a sense of independence at such a young age, and it uh, really helped me kind of you know come out of come out of a shell and you know, start integrating into, uh, into being an adult. You know, I, I've always been, uh, I've always been on the fast track in life. All right. I've always been a step ahead of the curve, ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that I got a job there when I was 14 and I held that job all the way through, uh, my, you know, I didn't have any other job until I, until wrestling became the number one job. Absolutely. You like to play it fast and loose, you know, live a little cool. dangerously, get working early, you know, so you can lay the foundations of being a future champ. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that, that working on Hot Topic was great because um, my, the first boss that I worked under, she was, you know, she was awesome, a great friend of mine, she was very supportive, um, and then when she left and Steven came in and was the manager, uh, he, you know, was was a wrestling fan. He used to be a backyard wrestler. So was he? he? Was also extremely supportive. I spent 
Yeah, yeah. I had uh, no idea. Like high school, he told me he used to he used to backyard wrestle. Wow, he really um, kept that a secret. I had no uh, idea. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, so he was always super supportive. We had many nights where I would close the store with him, and we would just talk about you know wrestling and everything. When I started training at seventeen, well, I would you know obsessed with everything that was going on. He used to tell me that if he had the opportunity to ever promote me to any higher position than what I was working at Hot Topic, he wouldn't do it. Because he said he knew that I was destined for greater things, and he didn't want me to get stuck in the Hot Topic loop and become a lifer working there. He mm. knew. He knew, he he knew a, what, we, what we all know now. He was, uh, he was looking out for you. He wanted to see your t-shirt up on the wall instead of you selling t-shirts, you know? Yep. Yeah, and that, that's always what we used to say. You know, mm-hmm. I started I started from selling shirts with, with guys that I looked up to, and one day my face is going to be up on that wall. Cool. And uh, it would be rude not to ask it, Ace. Um, obviously, growing up, I would imagine you was a wrestling fan. Um, how did you get into wrestling fan? And uh, Sorry, how did you get into wrestling fan favorites growing up? And who was your influences on your in-ring style and look? So, uh, I... Wrestling, uh, wrestling was definitely my fa- my family was definitely wrestling fans before me. Um, my mom had uh, had told us stories about taking like me and my brother, uh, the the two youngest uh, in the family, to like these shows when we were real little, and uh, and the fireworks used to used to freak us out a little bit, that sort of thing. But uh, of course, yeah. I don't remember any of that. I was way too young. My first like really visual memory that stuck with me about you know falling in love with wrestling was uh, I remember I was flipping through the channels when I was when I was four years old and uh, me and my brother were sharing a room the two youngest and uh, and I came across I I, I I believe it was TNT at the time and uh, and you know Raw was on and I saw Shawn Michaels come off the top rope as soon as I flipped the channel and it was just like that moment for some reason just Flip the switch in me, and I, I could I couldn't think about anything else for the rest of my life than than pro wrestling. And uh, I, I think the match was Shawn Michaels and Rob Van Dam. Uh, oh jeez, that's great. I think that was the match, but I, I can't be a hundred percent sure. I, I know that it was Shawn Michaels, uh, but but uh, you know I think that might have been the match. But um, yeah, so that that that's kind of you know those were the roots. And then um, as I got older. Uh, I, I didn't know that wrestling schools or anything like that existed. So when I was in uh, like eighth grade, uh, we had to start, or we didn't have to. There was like a school project they had us do, like to look into colleges that we might be interested in after we get out of high school. Um, so I wasn't. I had zero plans on going to college. Uh, I was going to be a pro wrestler somehow. I didn't know how yet, but you know that was the game plan. So. Uh, I started looking at, uh, for the sake of the project, I was looking at, like, stuntman colleges. I thought that, you know, that would be the closest thing, you know, to getting me there maybe would be a stuntman college. So I did a little bit of research on that, and I had, uh, and I was, of course, interested in being, you know, in movies someday uh, uh, and stuff like that. So uh, uh, I looked up, you know, some stuntman college stuff, whatever. But then fast forward to when I was uh, 16, we had to start doing... uh, plans for our senior project to graduate high school. We had this big project at the end of your high school uh, years. Uh, I, of course, yeah. chose wrestling as my topic. And um, uh, you had there was like a whole criteria for the project. You had to write a research paper. You had to do an on-site visit uh, to some location. You had to interview people, stuff like that. Um, so 
I wasn't quite sure, you know, what I was going to do for that yet, but the plans were there. Now, we're going to bring it back to the Hot Topic thing, okay? Steven, being the, the good friend that he was, uh, my boss there, he calls me one day while I'm at rehearsal for, um, for the musical. Uh, oh, actually, okay, I did leave out a part. So I had been, uh, when I did start looking up, like, wrestling schools and stuff, and I found out that wrestling schools existed, mm-hmm. I found the Wild Samoan Training Center down in, uh, in Mineola, Florida. So I had decided as soon as I found that that I was going to save up all of the money that I was making in Hot Topic and I was going to, as soon as I graduated high school, I was going to move to Florida and I was going to start training with the Wild Samoans. That was the plan. Um, but one day, Stephen calls me from, uh, from Hot Topic while I'm at rehearsal for the musical and he's like, hey, uh, I know you've been you know, planning on moving to Florida, uh, but somebody just came in here to, you know, buy some accessories and stuff. She said she works as a manager and she's training with the Wild Samoans in, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, and I had no idea uh, about this. So he's like, I gave her your information, uh, you know, just so she could get in touch with you and you could see what was up with that. And I, I, that was a solid. Yeah. That, that led to me uh, getting in touch with and then subsequently uh, Samu, uh, head shrinker Samu, who was mm-hmm. running the Wild Samoa Training Center in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set up this, this this date for me to do my senior project, uh, and it was uh, uh, March. Uh, what was it? Now? March uh, March first, two thousand fourteen. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, I was like, okay. Uh, he said, yeah, you can come by. You know, you can help out with with the ring crew and everything. We'll show you some stuff. You know, I can do all my project stuff, no problem. And then I asked him, uh, what age do you start training? And he said, oh, we do 17 with parental consent. And I was 16, turning 17 on February 28th of 2014. So the day before March 1st, I turned 17. So I could knock out two birds with one stone. I got to show up, I got to sign up for my training. You know, and I got the, the, all the money that I had saved up to move to Florida. I was able to pay for my training with, and uh, and and I was off to the races. Cool, and uh, the training has definitely uh, worked out well for you because uh, this past not even two years, you've risen through the ranks so quick, and like at uh, Bound for Glory, you became the second youngest X Division champion in history in the ladder match. So whatever they were teaching you, definitely rose for the rankings oh, yeah, straight away. I, I, I'm, I always say that, like, the Wild Samoans was such a great foundation of training. You know, like, like learning not only just the basics of being in the ring, but also the basics of just being part of the business. Like, just, just, just having respect for, you know, your, your elders and, and uh, just the way you handle yourself in professional situations. Um, it, it all really helped, like, helped me just, just round out that foundation so well. And I, I, for some reason, I, I kind of just developed this method when I was uh, starting out. I couldn't stick anywhere for like more than two years. I'd spend like a year, yeah. a year and a half somewhere, yeah. and then I'd kind of, I'd kind of start going somewhere else. So I spent like you know two years with the what with the Samoan, and then I started traveling the East Coast. I started spending some time out in New Jersey with the with the Combat Zone uh, Dojo, um, and uh, I spent like a year and a half there, and then I moved to the Midwest. 
spent like you know another year and a half or so got into the into the impact thing now and uh and uh you know so it's it's just been a real steady like i, I can't i don't get complacent anywhere i don't stick anywhere too long and i just uh you know constantly try to just get better get better get better and that and that's what led me here cool and um well i was just gonna talk about yeah you've had two pretty high profile feuds and impact ups now i think your first one, which this is the time when I started noticing you, was your feud with uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, do you think it's about time he has to let it go now, <laughs> you trying to seduce his uh, missus? Because he doesn't seem fat, he doesn't want to leave you alone. Oh yeah, I don't think he's going to let it go, because uh, because I think deep down Eddie's insecure, you know? And uh, <laughs> and I think that he's going to have he's going to have even more of a problem with me when I become the youngest world champion in the history of the company at the anniversary. I'm always going to have that target on my back. That's just that's just the uh, the price I pay for being so young and so very good at what I do. Cool. And uh, your second feud, which uh, another <laughs> you seem to be rubbing up people the wrong way. Your second big feud you've been having lately is with uh, Trey. And I know there's the mystery at the minute who you know who basically hurt him backstage, and all fingers are pointing to you. But I reckon he should be pointing towards these. Uh, fellow rascal uh, Zachary Wentz myself I agree I agree you can never hey listen the reason I don't have very many friends is because you can't trust nobody around here you gotta look out for yourself alright and uh I've beaten I've beaten Trey fair and square clean in the middle of the ring for the X Division Championship I had no reason to attack him backstage when I can get it done in the ring that's true and uh you just <laughs> like you just he just seem on to, uh, doesn't want to leave you alone, but I would imagine uh, growing up, uh, Ace, that you was at ECW. I watched your great hardcore match you had with uh, Tommy Dreamer. What was it like to be in the ring with one of the idols and actually defeating them in the ring? That was... So, you know, uh, uh, there, there were there were a, a, a good amount of, of guys that uh, whenever I played video games, uh, you know, it's like download... Uh, extra like created characters that weren't in the game and uh, yeah guys like Tommy Dreamer Rhino Rob Van Dam those were some of the first guys that I would add to my to my roster in the video games you know because like they were always right there and now I get now I'm in the locker room with them so the the, the child in me you know it gets to smile gets to gets to just beam with pride that I was able to, you know, achieve this much this fast. Only, only being, I've only been doing this for five years. Uh, and yeah. when I started, I was under the, you know, I was under the impression that it would take much longer than that to get to a, a certain level. And uh, and I totally, you know, shattered that glass ceiling. So so of course, being in the ring with Tommy Dreamer, like the kid in me, was so, you know, giddy with excitement. But I'm not yeah. that kid anymore. I can't be. That's not how you become successful. You got to be ruthless. No. So that's what led me to the win. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, well, rightfully as well, you had the rightful number one contender before uh, management decided to add more uh, guys to the uh, world title match at the anniversary. And in that tournament, you defeated a few of the legends. You defeated, uh, like you mentioned before, and uh, Rhino and. You defeated uh, TNA original Hernandez and obviously Trey's rascal stablemate, uh, Zachary Wentz. And uh, three great matches and a uh, big performance on each match. So um, 
I would imagine for Slammiversary, you're just, well, like you say, you just pulled your uh, ace from your sleeve lately with uh, Fulton, and uh, I would pretty much put you as the uh, odds-on favourite to uh, win the match and, like you said, uh, achieve history by becoming the youngest world champion. Yeah, and, and I don't think that my chances are hurt at all, okay? My my relationship with Fulton is a retaliation to the fact that, um, to the fact that, the, you know, the impact management is just trying to hold me back. I'm a history maker by default, and they don't seem to like me. So they're, 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 you're absolutely right. You said it yourself. I went through that whole tournament. The whole tournament, I did everything that I could to win it, and I did. And now, none of it matters. Everybody gets a shot. We're just passing around the opportunities. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Because I'm always going to find yeah. a way. I make my own luck. That's what that means. True. And uh, like I said, uh, I've, uh, I think I've pretty much caught you from your debut in Impact. And since I watched a few matches with you, I was like, yeah, this guy is actually going to the top really fast. And I, in my opinion, I believe you are the fastest rising star in all of professional wrestling. And uh, one of the angles uh, I mentioned previous, what I did love was the feud between you and Eddie Edwards. And I love the uh, the Brian Cage wedding and um, Eddie Edwards just coming into the uh, wedding drunk and you was trying to be very uh, chivalrous with um, Alicia. I just found it there when I watched yeah. it. Floppy, drunk, irresponsible. You know, uh, that's not how a professional conducts <laughs> himself in an environment like that. Come on. Cool. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of rumours at the minute with uh, Impact coming up for Slammiversary. There's a lot of excitement because there's quite a few free agents coming about. There's a few rumours mentioned. Um, if, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if there was one free agent out there who you would like to see an impact, rather maybe possibly talking, who would you like to see? Uh, let's see. Somebody who goes by the name, I don't care, okay? No matter who they bring back into the company, I'm going to shine brighter. I'm going to shine brighter than every single person that steps through that curtain. It's inevitable. <laughs> That's the correct answer. <laughs> Perfect answer, yeah. Uh, you mentioned you look earlier, and uh, I think Kevin said himself that uh, he sees a lot of um, Gambit inspired in your uh, and your style you've got, and is it true? Oh, yeah. Uh, so so that uh, that was an accident at first, uh, okay? So when I first, uh, when, when I first, when I was when I was young and I would play those video games, like I had said earlier, uh, I would always create my character. Purple was my favorite color, so I would always, you know, put the purple gear on it. Uh, and for some reason, I was innately attracted to this tattoo that was in all of the video games. That I, I would always put it on my on my character's left shoulder, and that was the four aces that I now have on my shoulder now. Uh, so for you know, just for some reason, I always liked putting that tattoo on there, and I and I and I always wanted to get it when I was you know older one day, and. Um, that kind of grew and morphed into this idea when I was a, when I was a little bit older, still very young. Uh, I had a best friend who I had, you know, got I got him into wrestling because you know wrestling is my favorite thing. And uh, uh, looking at that, you know, tattoo idea, I was like, hey man, I got an idea. Let's be a tag team. We'll call ourselves the Ace Spade, and I I, I want to be Ace, you know, and you can be Spade. That was like that was the working idea when I was a small small little boy. And, um, and that just, I never let go of that, that just wanting to be, you know, that, that ace character. And then, the, you know, as the older I got, you know, the, the, the 
the definition of ace that everybody likes to use so much kind of came into play. And I was like, okay, I, I still believe I can be that ace. And the reason I call myself the one true ace now is because when I, when, when I uh, started training and everything and I had chosen the name Ace Austin, um, a lot of people were kind of against it. A lot of yeah. uh, my peers told me that I shouldn't use the ace name because there are too many aces in wrestling. And that just didn't sit right with me. Sure, there, are, there, there might be a lot of aces in wrestling, but there's only one true ace, and there can be only one. And that's who I am. So, uh, as I said, purple was my favorite color. Uh, so I chose purple and blue as the color combination for my first set of gear. Uh, and, then yeah. I, and I had the ace up the sleeve idea and, uh, and all that. So I put all that together. When I started wrestling, fans would come up to my merch table and they'd be like, oh, I love the Gambit reference. And at first I was like, what are you talking about? But then, you know, it kind of hit me, of course. Uh, the more people would say it, the more that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely there. And then um, as, I, uh, as I got a little uh, deeper into wrestling, uh, working at Hot Topic still, uh, let's go back to that, uh, we had this sweet purple trench coat that we had in the store. It went on clearance, and I had an employee discount, so I paid hardly nothing for it. And uh, I, I didn't have an entrance jacket or entrance attire or anything like that at the time. So uh, I, I, I picked up this jacket, and I was like, well, this is, this is going to be even more of a Gambit reference, but why not? It's going to look sweet. Uh, my two favorite things my entire life have been pro wrestling and superheroes. And that's the coolest thing about pro wrestling is you can be both. You can, you can you know, it's, it's, it's such a unique form of entertainment. Uh, so why not use my love for superheroes? You know, so many wrestlers do. Absolutely. You know, those two things are so, so similar. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, and then the staff came into play. Once I saw that staff for the first time, I decided to just go all in on it. You know, Gambit never gets the... Uh, Never gets the credit he deserves. Yeah, so yeah, he's a, he's a great well, character. Uh, might, might as well make something out of it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, once you got the so, staff, I was like, it's it's pretty undeniable um, <laughs> that you're going all in on the gambit. But he's yep. a he's a great, yep. awesome character. He's romantic. He's also kind of a badass. He's different. That's uh, I appreciate it greatly as someone who's a comic fan and a big wrestling fan. Cool, and yeah. uh, you never know. No ace. Uh, Marvel is currently rebooting the uh, X Men franchise, so I'm guessing you're expecting that call to play Gambit. I said I better get that call. I don't know who else they would choose. There's nobody better. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cool. Well, it's been great, Ace. Uh, like I said, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. And have you got one more message to everyone out there for your uh, anniversary prediction? Watch. Enjoy. Make your predictions all you want, but as I said, the outcome is inevitable. Ace Austin's going to be the youngest world champion in the history of Impact Wrestling and the youngest world champion in the modern era of professional wrestling. And I believe you're definitely going to do that. And like I said, big fan. Thank you for the UK fans out there. Like I said, you can watch Ace every Wednesday on Impact Wrestling at 9pm on the Fight Network channel, which is Sky Channel 192. And like I said before, Slammiversary, he's not just aiming, but he is. 
going to make history by becoming the youngest world champion. And yeah, it's like A said, hashtag inevitable. Inevitable. Cool. Right, thanks again, Ace. Thanks very much for your time. Hopefully we can do this again. All right, you are welcome. Thank you very much. You have a good day now. And that's the end of the show. Thank you to everyone who joined in today. I want to say a big thank you to all the men and women at Impact Wrestling for making this interview possible. And also a big thanks to Ace Austin for allowing us the pleasure of his time slate. If you could please follow Ace on Twitter and on Instagram at the underscore Ace underscore Austin, that would be great. And please don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and also the new YouTube channel, both at That 90s Wrestling Podcast. And also don't forget to please watch Impact Wrestling every Wednesday night at 9pm on the Fight Network, Sky Channel 192. That's every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. And also please don't forget to look at Slammiversary on July 18th where Ace is aiming to make history by becoming the youngest world champion in the modern era of professional wrestling. So once again, thanks to everyone who tuned in and we hope to see you soon. Bye.